mental health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome. I hope you're having a wonderful day today so far. My name is Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife and mom of three boys with the third coming very soon, hopefully. <laughs> Say some prayers for me now. He is due at the end of this month, so we shall see when he decides to arrive. But I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com, so you can find out more there if this is your first listen. And if you are here every single week, twice a week, welcome back. Time to hang out again. Uh, today we're doing a Q&A, so these questions always come from you wonderful listeners. So thank you very much for those who submitted them. And you can email a question to me anytime at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com or if you're like me. You can just think about a question for like several weeks, let it pop into your head when you're in the shower or driving or something, and then never do that because (laughs) that is what I do when I listen to podcasts or there's somebody that I even just want to ask a question, who's my friend in real life or someone I talk to in real life, and I'm like, huh, you know, I really need to ask them that, and then it's just that disconnect. You think about it, this is maybe just me, maybe I'm not putting this on you, but the, t- the amount of time I spend thinking about it, I'm like, I could have just sent that text by now. I do this all the time to my best friend who lives many states away that I will finally text her and be like, I've thought about texting you this 900 times, but here it is. So anyways, the things we do, if we just don't pull the trigger right away. All right. All that to say, I've got three hot questions coming at you today and we'll get right into them. So number one. Brittany, I know you harp on vegetables. How do I get more into my day? Okay, I did do a whole podcast episode on this way, way back. It was probably in the teens. I did not look up the number for you, but there was one called Five Ways to Incorporate More Vegetables into Your Day or something like that. And uh, so I definitely laid out some tips there. But just to give a little summary or just what's off the top of my head currently, I think the easiest thing is to start with looking at what you already eat and see how you can work vegetables into that. So it's not necessarily how can I add more in, like have to add three different snacks that are, you know, it's pretty sad just looking at a little Ziploc bag full of celery and you're like, okay, I need to force myself to eat this. Definitely not see what you're already eating, see how you can work it in. One of the most famous ones I'm always talking about is that I put shredded zucchini in my oatmeal. So if I am on a kick, right now I'm personally off this kick because I, it's, it is more of a, a seasonal thing to me. I definitely have the hot oats more in the winter, so fall and winter. So right now I'm having more shakes and things like that because I don't do shakes usually in the winter. But um, either way, whatever you're eating. So I was looking at you know the meal that I already did, which was oats and peanut butter and protein powder, And I thought, how can I sneak some vegetables into this? So I personally shred zucchini and I put it into my oats. I do just use like a cheese grater. So it's, that's another question I actually get a lot. (laughs) It's okay, Brittany, how do you do your zucchini? And I have one client who tried it uh, like chunked up, like just chopped it. And she liked it like that as well with the crunch. I like it just a little bit more fine. And I think it's just fast as well to just grate it with a cheese grater. So anyways, that's one thing I do is throw shredded zucchini right into my oats. And then I have another client who does that with butternut squash. I think I've talked about that before. So look at what you're already eating. And then if you're, you are making a shake, say I was making a shake instead at that time, instead of just doing a banana and almond milk and protein, throwing some frozen spinach into it, 
getting a vegetable involved in the meals you already have, maybe swapping out your rice for cauliflower rice or your noodles for zucchini noodles, for zoodles, all that stuff. And it's not always like all or nothing here because I understand that sometimes vegetables are not as filling and sometimes you do need to hit your carb targets as well. So maybe sometimes that just looks like a half and half kind of thing. Like you are going to make pasta with turkey meatballs, but you also make the zucchini noodles. So half of your plate, you know, you can mix it right in. It doesn't need to stay half, but you, you know, make half a serving of each so that your plate is full of zucchini noodles and regular pasta. So you are working a vegetable right in there and something that you think would maybe just be a higher carb meal. Okay. And same thing with rice. Maybe you're making a bag of the frozen cauliflower rice, but you're also making a serving of, you know, or half a serving. I'm thinking of it like I'm making dinner for my husband and I, um, my kids still don't eat enough to really count it as servings. Usually they're still kind of, it's just, I just make more than two servings and they eat, you know, the more than kind of thing. But, um, whatever that looks like, I think you get the message there. Just make half of it be the vegetable, half of it be the carb and, you know, mix it in there. Another thing that I like to do is put salsa on a lot of things. We have salsa on our eggs. I have salsa a lot of times on salads instead of dressing. So swapping it with things you're already doing, working it into meals you are already eating. And then beyond that, I would say just try to make it enticing to you. Again, a sad little bag of celery, I'm not going to want to eat either. If I just tossed it with my lunch, I'd be like, "Mm, it would take a lot of willpower to get me to eat it. So look for ways that you will enjoy it. You know, if you are going to do raw celery and and carrots or just celery or whatever, grab hummus with it. Grab a dip with it if that's going to help you eat it. There are some things that we just demonize like, oh, and then I had dip. Okay, dip's not going to kill you. Yes, there's healthier options. You can um, find healthier made dips with made with yogurts and things like that to kind of cut the fat. But again, your calories are there to use. If you want to use some of those calories on dip, that's just fine. So Make it appealing to you. Don't force yourself, or if you hate raw vegetables, don't force yourself to eat raw vegetables. Roast them. Grill them. Find what you like and enjoy. But I definitely would say the the place to start is just looking at your meals already and seeing how you can make them a little bit more plant-based, a little more vegetable-heavy, rather than have to just add in all these servings. Okay? Number two. This one I was contemplating making a full episode, but I didn't know if I'd have enough material. So if I talk for the next 20 minutes on this one, (laughs) then I'll just know I should have made it its own episode. Um, This is a good question I've gotten a couple times, actually. How should you encourage a spouse to become more healthy? I've gotten it, you know, worded in a couple different ways. Like, I'm super into this health and fitness journey now, but my spouse you know, isn't on board, how do I make him healthier or how do I get him to care or whatever? And so the way I've received this question to me seems like you're not asking how to make him on board with you being healthier, but rather how to encourage him to also come alongside and become healthier as a person for himself. And I obviously right out of the gate, if you've been listening to this with me for a long time, you know that I can't super relate on the nat- on the actual question itself. My husband and I did meet as trainers. We both were working at the gym. So definitely we both came, you know, into this, into our dating relationship, into our marriage with that common core value of 
you know, valuing our personal fitness and health, you know what I mean, in such a way that we know that our bodies are fleeting and are going to be leaving this earth, but that we should take care of them as best we can while we're here. We know that was a shared priority coming into this. However, that's not to say I don't relate to the nature of this question, right? There's plenty of things that, you know, in general, in our time of dating and being married and things like that, that I, you know, have wanted to encourage my husband to do X, Y, Z. And I'm sure that he's wanted to encourage me to do X, Y, Z. So that part I can definitely relate to. And I was just kind of trying to think about in preparing for this question of like, okay, what if I was in that position, what would I do? And not to, your husband is not your kids, obviously, if you're a person with kids, but I was thinking about it like, well, how do I think about it with my kids is that, and and the answer is that I try to think about leading by example with most of these things, right? I think this goes for if it's your kids or if it's your spouse, you know, you can't just preach on it and talk about the benefits Say how much, you know, value there is to getting healthy. Just live it. Just lead it by example, right? He will be attracted to the lifestyle that you are, if he sees you enjoying it, right? It's 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 literally like anything. It's like our Christian life. It's like our Catholic faith and things like that, that if we're making it look miserable, no one wants to come along, you know, alongside us and be like, yeah, I definitely want to pick up my cross and die to myself every day. And do things that God wants me to because she's making it look so wonderful. You know, if you're, I'm being sarcastic there, if you're griping about your kids and your life and how much work you have to do and all these things, that's not making it attractive to anybody. Same thing. If you're just preaching about the benefits of health and exercise, but you're complaining about having to eat vegetables, going back to vegetables, or you're like, oh, I have to do my workout today. Why the heck would he want to come alongside you and do that? Truly. And why would your kids? You know what I mean? It's all in the presentation because I do get this question sometimes with kids as well. Like, how do I encourage my kids to be healthier? It's all in how you present it. If they, you know, if it's viewed as a positive thing, my four-year-old literally is like, oh, you're going to get energy to work out? Can I work out with you? Yeah, buddy, come work out. Let's get some energy. Let's get stronger. You know, he just knows that's how we've talked about it. That's how we do it. It's not this big negative punishment. It's not, oh, I'm so fat, so I need to go work out, you know, these kinds of things. It's it's how you package it up and deliver it. I also think that a lot of times this question comes from people who have just kind of caught the health and fitness bug. And I completely get this. I'm the queen of this. It's funny now having a podcast and then actually being able to look back and see what what bug I caught at certain times. I was talking to my brother-in-law at a party the other day and he was like, and I was talking about einkorn. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time or you've just like binge listened episodes, you're like, yeah, Brittany, I remember you talking about this incessantly in 17 episodes. But uh, I mentioned how uh, for Father's Day, this is where we were, that my my husband had requested einkorn pancakes, blah, blah, blah. And my brother-in-law was like, what's einkorn? I'm like, I know we've talked about this. I was on a huge einkorn kick before when I first found out about it. And uh, then I remembered, I'm like, oh my goodness, those poor podcast listeners who had to listen to me talk about einkorn 900 times. Which, side note, if you don't know what it is, it is an ancient grain that's really, it is a gluten flour. Like it's not gluten-free, but it's 
pretty much as close to its ancient state as it could be. It's high protein, weak gluten. So for those who are sensitive to gluten, it's a really good baking alternative. Anyway, I digress. The thing is that when we get excited about something for the first time, many of us love to share it. We love to talk about it. We want other people to get as excited about it as we are. So think about that in your own life, honestly and truly. I'm sure there are things that you have gotten super excited about once it's opened up this world to you, right? You're like, oh my goodness, now I never even knew this existed, but now I have to tell everyone about it, okay? So that might be something you're getting the urge to do right now with health and fitness. Like, oh my goodness, did you know that tracking your macros can help you lose fat and it's you can eat the things that you still want to eat and blah, blah, blah. And that's great. That's the kind of enthusiasm and excitement that I love to hear. However, your husband might not want to hear that in his face all day. And if he is not ready to kind of come alongside that anyways, he has got to be receptive to it. Think about that again, like in the lens of faith. If you were trying to evangelize to somebody, you should not be just spewing every catechism fact or every Bible verse you've ever heard and tried to kind of make them like it, try to make them. People need time if they're, and and sometimes like it's just not the right time. Sometimes they're just not going to, they're not receptive to it right away or, and we're human, you know, sometimes we can see things as like a personal attack to us or an affront to us where maybe, you know, It's also all in the delivery, so I'm not even just putting that on your husband that maybe he's not the most receptive right now, but maybe you need to pick your approach. If you're just coming up from the basement and just did a workout and you feel awesome and you're on an endorphin high and you go to make yourself a shake and you walk in the living room and he's eating Cheetos watching TV, not the time to be like, you know, you should really start working out because you'd feel a lot better, blah, 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 you'll have more energy, you won't need to sit down and watch TV at the end of the day. That is probably going to 100% make him spike his defensive wall there and just kind of be like, whoa, I don't want to do this automatically because you're harping on me about it, right? No one likes that. Really try to put yourself in your spouse's shoes. I would not like that if my husband did that to me about anything like, you know what you should do is change your life by doing this and then you'll be much happier. No. It's in the delivery. It's in how you package the, and I'm not obviously talking about this at all in a manipulative way because that's not (laughs) the point. You shouldn't manipulate someone into doing something healthy or anything like that. But I just think it's true that with, again, kids or your spouse or whoever, you know, I actually have had this question sometimes for clients with parents who are struggling, like who want their parents to get healthier and are seeing their parents' health decline. So in any and all of these cases, I think it's in how it's presented, like make sure that you are giving a positive presentation of what health and fitness looks like, that they can see what a joy and blessing it's been to your life, how good you feel. And again, you don't need to talk about it. (laughs) They just know, they can tell, they see that you have energy, they see that you're doing things. Let your actions speak for themselves and just, you know, then be open to if they want to talk about it or they want to ask you, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with some direct talking about it. I just think it's, again, pick your setting, pick your delivery, and maybe make it more like, hey, I was going to go do this, you know, run. Did you want to come with me and do it? Obviously, don't also, like, make something super out of their league that they can't do right away if you're trying to encourage them to just start. 
but you know, trying to bring them alongside you rather than you should be doing X, Y, Z, right? And if it's just not the time, if they're just not receptive right now, leave it alone. Sometimes it needs time to marinate. There have been many things like that that I personally have come around to or changed my mind on because my husband didn't harp on it because it was like out there as an option and then I could think about it, make my decision on it and come back to it. Another thing I will say in general, like I said, I don't totally, I haven't totally experienced this exact scenario, but in other scenarios, one book that really has changed my life in this way, in this realm is The Power of a Praying Wife. And I don't know if I've mentioned it before on the podcast, um, because I don't think I listed it as one of my top five books or whatever, but it has been, it was just so long ago that I had forgotten that how much I liked it. But again, things do hit us at the right time. And this book is nothing earth shattering, but what hit me at the right time was the overall theme of praying for your husband rather than nagging. (laughs) And might sound corny that my last advice to you on this is to pray for your husband, but seriously, you can pray for, oops, sorry, I just whacked the microphone. You can pray for, you know, any intentions that you want to. And if you are seeing a way that you think that would really positively help your, like, Lord, please help my husband to, you know, take more of an interest in his personal health because, you know, that's for his good. You want that for his good and things like that. But that book, it's, it basically, again, the overall theme to me was like, wow, pray about it more than you nag about it because, you know, A, no one likes to be nagged. And you definitely don't like being nagged by someone that you want to kind of not, you know, admire you and things like that. Like, I'm sure you feel like you want your husband to look at you with love and admiration and respect and not be nagging you about everything all the time. There's a difference between suggesting something or, you know, calling each other on in love versus nagging. But we just forget about the power of prayer, I think, a lot and think that our human power or need to control the situation is going to help it where if we really just sit on it and, you know, take it to the Lord instead, like the Lord's going to be able to change his heart probably a lot more than you are. Maybe that's for bigger deals than, again, like physical fitness, but maybe not. In that book, too, they have like very particular, they probably had a prayer for this, but she had prayers for pretty much everything, like ways to pray for your husband's career, ways to pray for your husband's blank, and like actual written out prayers and things like that. It was a very cool book, very good book. I've passed it along a few times by now. Um, But yeah, just change your approach and think about that as well, that maybe it's not the time to open your mouth about it. Maybe it is the time to just keep living your healthy lifestyle, let him become attracted to it, and be praying for him so that when he is open to it, he can come to you and you can, again, kind of help him out in a way that is not condescending or nagging. All right. I think I kept that a little less than 20 minutes on that one. (laughs) Okay, last question, and then I'll wrap this up. What are some good coffee creamer substitutes? And I've gotten this question a lot in various ways. Pretty much every time we do an eight-week challenge, this is one of the hot topics that comes up in the first couple weeks. It's like, okay, I'm trying to make everything I'm eating cleaner, but what do I do about my creamer? So, There are so many good substitutes right now that you really do have a lot more options than ever before. What I used to do, because this used to be one of the hardest things for me to kick, what I used to do is take a can of coconut milk, so the like full fat, not like the coconut milk in the carton, but the full fat coconut milk 
in a can and I used to blend it up in a blender with some vanilla, some sea salt, maybe a little bit of cane sugar and, or you could use any kind of sugar, coconut sugar, whatever, if you want a little bit sweeter. And I would blend it up and bonus points if I had time and I was home, I would even then take, so I'd take that and put it in a mason jar. But if I was home, then sometimes I would put a little bit of that, you know, back in the blender or leave it in the blender pour in my coffee and then blend the whole thing. So it kind of whipped up like a latte or whatever. Really delicious, really creamy. Again, I, why I said not that coconut milk just, you know, in a carton, I think that has never worked for me. If it's not an actual designated creamer, the almond milk, like just straight almond milk in there or straight coconut milk, I don't like the taste of it. I think it just kind of weakens the coffee. So I'm not about that. I would not suggest that. But that is what I used to do when there weren't so many creamer options available. Now I think there are so many different coconut milk and almond milk creamers available that are actual creamers. So they're mixed with other things to make them thicker and things like that. I think that was kind of the missing piece. So Nut Pods is one brand that I know offers this, but pretty much all the big creamer brands are now offering some kind of almond milk or pure substitute. So just try out the different ones, see what you like best. I don't always, I'm, I don't actually like the flavor of coconut. So if I taste a lot of strong coconut and something, I'm turned off by it. But some of them, if they're like different flavors, but are coconut milk creamer, I like those better because I think that a lot of times the coconut milk ones are thicker than the almond milk ones. So try it out, see what you think. But there are just a lot of different varieties available. Um, Usually they're looking like simply something or whatever. Look at the ingredients, but still try them out and see what you like best. Then another one that I have actually not personally done in a while and kind of forgot about. Again, I think we all go on kicks where we're like doing one thing for a long time and then we just totally phase it out. And we're like, oh, remember when I used to do that? Well, I used to just put just protein powder into my black coffee and then whip it up with a milk frother. So... Um, just regular old protein. There was no special coffee ones or anything like that, but I would just take whatever protein I was using and I didn't do a full scoop because that was a lot. I know it'd be more like a quarter scoop or a half scoop at most. And then I just use a little handheld frother from Amazon. And literally, I think the reason I stopped doing it is because my frother broke and I just never ordered a new one, which it was like $10 on Amazon. But one of those things that slipped my mind and I never did again, but since then, one of my good friends has like the big fancy, you might have this, stand-up frothers that like looks like a pitcher and it heats up and froths. So I'm not sure how you could do that with the protein. I wonder if you could just put the coffee in there too with the protein and see what happens. But that's also a cool option for the just uh, non-dairy creamers. Like if you are using nut pods or some other option... It just, whoa, up to the game <laughs> in the frother. Uh, we stayed with friends and they did that for us. And I didn't even know such a thing existed. And I still need to definitely ask for that for a Christmas gift or something. Because one of those things that I probably wouldn't just throw in my cart myself. But uh, as a little decadent treat without like actually being indulgent. Just a nice little treat. So anyways, I could talk about coffee and caffeine all day long. But I hope that is helpful. If you have other ideas on any of these things that I've talked about that you want to share your two cents on. I love that. I love getting the follow-up emails of also in my experience, you know, especially if you've experienced any of these things per personally, like, oh, this is how I encourage my husband to get healthier. 
things like that. I'd love to revisit it and kind of give your listener answers as well. So it's not just a one-sided convo over here. All right. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. I will talk to you next time. 